Welcome to your Calm Parenting Toolbox, the podcast for parents who want to get the most out of their kids and themselves. Here's your host, parenting coach, Heather Lindsay. Good morning, mums, and welcome to this very special episode of your Calm Parenting Toolbox podcast. Uh, My name is Heather Lindsay, and I run Blissed Out Mums, and I bring this podcast to you to help you practice positive parenting and to enjoy yourself as a mum and get the most out of your motherhood journey. Now, a few weeks ago, at the beginning of February, I ran a webinar which was titled Remaining Calm Amongst the Chaos. So it was nine practical steps for mums to remain calm, even when faced with all the challenging behaviour from our children and with the stress of life. So in this special episode of the podcast, I'm actually taking the audio from that webinar and giving it to you here this morning. So it is a longer episode, so it'll be about about an hour, Um, but you can, you know, pause it and come back to it, listen to it in the car, get bits of it, and it's all full of practical steps and practical things that you can implement today. Now, because it is a webinar, you might hear me refer back to things that would be on the screen. Um, You'll still get the gist of what I'm talking about because I do explain it. It's not a PowerPoint heavy webinar. You know, we're not back in uni in high school where people just talk at us. So if you do have any questions about something that perhaps I do talk about on the screen, you can actually access a copy, a video copy of the webinar. And if you send me a message on Facebook, um, I can get that to you. So just search Blissed Out Mums on Facebook and you will find it. Okay, so I hope you enjoy this very special episode of this podcast. And as always, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to sing out. Okay, enjoy. Good morning and welcome to today's uh, webinar, Remaining Calm Amongst the Chaos and Nine Strategies for Stressed and Busy Mums. I'm so glad you could join me this morning. I um, am excited to um, run this first webinar of 2019 with some great strategies that I love teaching to help mums remain calm. Okay, just a little bit of housekeeping before we get started. Uh, You can ask some questions in the chat box if you have any and um, I will answer them at the end of the session. Or if you are watching this recording later, then please feel free to um, send me an email or jump on Facebook and send me a message and ask your questions that way. Now, a recording will be available later this afternoon. um, So you can sit back and enjoy and um, take in all the information and watch it again later and share it with um, anyone you would like to. Okay, so let's get started. Now, I do have a little bit of a croaky voice this morning, so I do have my cup of tea. So please bear with me if um, my I have to cough a couple of times. 
So who am I? So my name is Heather and I run Blister Out Mums, which is a parenting coaching service. And I've been running it for the last four and a half years. I really do have a passion for helping mums be calmer, mainly by looking after themselves and seeing how that has a positive flow on effect to the kids and the family environment as a whole. I do teach positive parenting strategies and gentle discipline techniques, but it's only one part of the parent-child dynamic relationship. And if we only look at the child side, then it's like putting a Band-Aid on a broken leg. It's only one part of it. So if we start with mum, which is often the opposite way of people doing it. And they go, okay, we've got to fix the kids first. But if we actually look at ourselves, our behaviour and how we're responding to our children, change that. You'll find that our kids' behaviour can improve um, and then um, we can then create strategies for their behaviour. So this webinar is about you um, and its strategies for you. So here on the screen is a picture of me and my three little cherubs. So I am, as I said, a parenting coach. I'm also a hypnotherapist and a registered nurse. I am a single mum of three, three little gorgeous children. So um, my eldest is almost eight. Uh, she's in year two. My middle child is five. She started kindergarten this year. And then there is my son, my toddler, who um, is two and is at daycare as this year and they are my motivation for doing this and without them I wouldn't have this business so um, they are wonderful and it's lovely to share that photo with you okay but let's get on with it I'm gonna have a sip of tea before I change the slides okay so who cares about being a calm mum anyway and, you know, really what difference does it make? Well, yelling at our kids is easy. You know, calm parenting is more effort, um, but it makes things flow easier, which means things take less time. So, for example, let's say you're trying to get your kids to put their shoes on in the morning and you're on the other side of the room or in the other room perhaps and you yell out and call out to them, put your shoes on. Um, and then you might do this three or four times and then um, you go and check on them and they don't have their shoes on and you scream at them again. They're still not paying attention. You absolutely lose it. You grab them, you put the shoes in front of them and you're all passive or perhaps completely aggressive, um, shoving shoes on, hurry up, I'm late, all this stuff. And, you know, it, it becomes this real mess of a morning. So that's taken a lot of effort from everybody and it's taken a lot of time. Whereas if you'd... Um, remain calm and gone, okay, I need my kids to put their shoes on. So how can I get that done? So you walk over to them, you get in their field of reference, you speak to them, you make sure they hear you, uh, you ask if they need any help, you know, do you need me to bring your shoes and socks to you or, um, you know, do your kids need help doing their shoes up and all that stuff. It might take more effort to do that than to call out from the other side of the room, but it would stop you having to yell all that time and then go there and have to help them anyway in the end of it, which then means that you don't feel so bad. They don't feel like they've been yelled at at the beginning of the day and it sets everybody up in a better frame of mind. 
The thing about yelling is that it obscures the message. So our kids don't actually hear what we're saying. Instead, what they hear is the emotion. They feel it. You know, you can feel the tension when someone's yelling, whether it's at you or just in the room or something like that. So our kids don't actually react and listen um, to us as well as they do when we speak calmly. So this is really all about that difference. So you get things done quicker and your kids actually respond. So it has, you know, those two major benefits. The also positive thing about being calm is that it helps us feel better about ourselves. You know, we don't end up with that mum guilt that, you know, makes us think, oh, you know, we're a horrible mum, we ruin our children, we never have a good relationship with them, all of that stuff, which, you know, just ruins our day. It doesn't help us feel connected to our children. It, you know, is disastrous for our mental health and our emotional well-being, our quality of life, all of that. So um, we can avoid that by being calmer. So there, there are many benefits to calm and gentle parenting and um, not yelling at our kids. So this webinar is about giving you techniques to do that. And before we go on, I wanted to share a couple of statements um, that some mums who I've worked with um, said because I wanted to normalize this for you so I don't want you sitting here watching this recording um, or being here live with me um, or listening to it and thinking I'm the only person who's ever been like this um, you know I'm horrible and all this stuff I wouldn't have a business if um, mums didn't um, want some help yelling at their kids so I wanted to just show you you're not the only one and so these are four statements from four of my clients. So uh, the first one is, I yell at my kids and hate myself for it. And so that hate is such a strong word. I'm worried that yelling is damaging my relationship with my boys. Another very common concern, you know, it's all about that relationship. And we know that a good relationship with mum and with primary caregiver, particularly in those early years, is crucial to child development. So there is some truth to that worry, um, but a lot of the time we probably overestimate the um, negative part our yelling has to the relationship. So no mum should feel like they're damaging their relationship with their child. The third one is I have postnatal depression and anxiety and no support network. I find myself losing my temper constantly. It's really hard when you're stressed because you don't have the extra support around, uh, particularly if you're maybe a single parent or your partner or husband works long hours and isn't there um, as much as you know you would like or you need. And so it means that you're stressed and you might tend to yell at the kids more often. And if that is ringing true for you as you're listening to this, then I want you to know that a lot of the techniques I talk about, because they're about mum, you don't actually need anyone else's help with them. So it doesn't matter whether you're by yourself, you're a single parent, um, or there's no one else around during a, a difficult moment, you can use all of these techniques. And so the final one, uh, statement here is, I feel like I'm losing this parenting gig. 
So that's that really feeling of hopelessness. And that's, you know, can be so devastating to our quality of life. Because, you know, when we feel horrible about the type of mum that we are, then, you know, we aren't the best mum that we can be, which means that our life suffers and our kids' life suffer. So we can't be perfect mums. There's no such thing as a perfect parent, but we can do our best. And when we do our best, um, we are the best mum that we can be. Our kids have the best outcomes. So when there's something that we don't like about the type of mum that we are, Seeking help, as these mums have and worked with me to change their behaviour, can make such a difference to themselves, the kids and the family as a whole. So this on this next slide is a wonderful quote by Viggo Mortensen and um, it just overviews everything I've talked about. And I'm just going to have a mouthful of tea before I read it out to you. So for those of you who are listening, uh, this is what he has said about doing things calmly. And I really loved this when I heard it. So one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was from a horse master. He told me to go slow, to go fast. I think that applies to everything in life. We live as though there aren't enough hours in the day. But if we do thing, each thing calmly and carefully, we will get it done quicker and with much less stress and that's perfect it's a wonderful quote sums up everything that i was just talking about that you know calm and gentle parenting might take a little bit more effort but if we do it calmly and carefully then um if things get quicker and everything becomes easier and more effective so the foundational an underlying principle of being a calm parent is stress management. So this first next part of the webinar, so there are three parts of stress management that I want to talk to you about. Parenting is hard and we cannot control our children. All we can do is hope to positively influence and empower them to act in a certain way, have certain beliefs, treat people specific ways and all this stuff. We can't actually force them to do any of that. Even the best, quote unquote, um, parents can't force their children to do anything. And because we can't force them to do anything, when they do have behaviour that, you know, doesn't fit in with our life or fit in with what they want, we feel stressed. And, you know, it's managing this stress helps to help us keep calm. If we don't manage stress, we sort of run around. We're not, we're not as focused. We're not as stra uh, strategic. And we have what's called reactive parenting. So instead of consciously acting like the type of mum that we want to be, we react to situations. Um, and this reaction is quite negative um, and it means that you know we, we do things that we don't want to do so managing our stress levels is really crucial and there are three ways that we do that that I want to talk to you about this morning and that is using relaxation te techniques meditation and parenting plans so let's have a chat about those So relaxation techniques are techniques that you use in the moment. So they are things that you use when your child's behaviour is, um, you know, 
bad, quote unquote, or they're doing something that you don't want them to be doing. And relaxation techniques help you calm yourself down from the immediate sense of stress and act like the type of mum that you want to be. So we'll do a really quick little biology lesson here in the fact that when our kids um, are pushing our buttons and we're, you know, feeling frustrated and cranky and perhaps anger and, you know, even into rage, what's happening is our body is in the stress response. So it's in that fight or flight response. You know, our heart rate is up, our respiratory rate is up. Blood pressure's up, blood is going to all our muscles, it's being you know, slightly shunted away from our brain. Um, our body is you know, protecting ourselves and getting ourselves ready to either fight or flight. Now, we don't want to fight our children. and As much as we might want to run away from them at times, we don't want to run away from them in this moment. It's not really helpful. Although sometimes removing ourselves from the room if we're getting really too stressed is very beneficial. But generally, we don't want to be flight and, you know, running, running away. But our body very primitively reflects when we start to get stressed and we're worried enters this situation it enters this neurological system and so that fight or flight or what is biologically called the sympathetic nervous system gets us all ready but we can't be calm when our body is in that situation and in that state what we need to do is we need to be in the opposite so we need to be in what's called the parasympathetic nervous system or the rest and digest, or often called the relaxation response. And in that, it's the opposite. So our heart rate is down, our respiratory rate is decreased, our blood pressure decreases, blood isn't being shunted to our muscles, it's staying in our core, and it's also being increased to our brain. So when we are in that state, we can act calmly. We can act consciously and like the type of mum that we want to be. So all of this happens automatically because of our thoughts. And, um, but once we've started thinking or once we've started feeling frustrated, the question is how do we switch ourselves from one state into the next state? Now, because both of these um, states are part of the nervous system, what we need to do is we need to activate the nerves to flip us from the sympathetic stress state to the parasympathetic relaxed state. And what we do is we want to stimulate what's called the vagus nerve. And that actually runs right past our diaphragm. So this is why people tell you to do deep breathing. And it's because it stimulates this nerve, which then decreases your heart rate, decreases your respiratory rate, decreases your blood pressure, and puts you in that relaxed state. So the calm mum breathing technique that I have taught to hundreds and hundreds of mums and have had so much positive feedback for uh, stimulates this nerve. <coughs> Excuse me. And it stimulates this nerve in a specific way because what we do is we inhale for the count of two and we exhale to the count of four. So that's that one-two ratio. So you can do three and six and four and eight, just depends on your capacity for breathing. But two and four is really easy to remember. And so what we do is we inhale for two and then we exhale for four. And we repeat that 
and we repeat that a minimum of three times so that's four times uh, three times six which is 18 seconds before we respond to our child now assuming that our child is not about to die or someone is not about to get severely injured or our child is not about to severely injure someone else we always have 18 seconds to respond. There are very few instances that you would truly never be able to respond. And in that instance, you just need that fight or flight response. You need to be saving um, a child. So you need to get in there. Just don't worry about any of this. Just go and save your child. But this is for the instances that you don't need to be worrying about that. So I um, encourage you to write this technique down. I have mums who have taken a screenshot of this and written it down on their phone or um, different ways of reminding yourself to respond to your, uh, do this breathing technique and inhale for the count of two and exhale to the count of four, three times before responding to your child. And that extra long exhalation, because it's twice as long as the inhalation, stimulates that vagus nerve, which then will put you into that relaxation response. Now, the second um, relaxation technique to talk to you about this morning is muscle tension. Um, and that is simply what it feels like and uh, sounds like. And when you start to feel like you're getting stressed, you know, you, or you're starting to think, oh, no, they're fighting over the Lego again. I don't have time for this. And you can either feel, start to feel your heart race and your breathing increase or your stomach gets knotted or perhaps you can actually feel your body already starting to get tense. What I'd encourage you to do is to tense all your muscles in your body. So you just sit there and you squeeze your hands into in fists <clears throat> until you're going white knuckles. You're squeezing your legs, maybe even tighten your face, and then you just relax. And when you relax all of it, you just <sighs> a really nice long exhalation. And then you do it again, and you can hold them for as long as you want. You don't have to hold it for um, a, you know a specific counter anything like that just do you feel you reach you know that maximum tension and then just relax and that can be really good to get rid of that physical tension that comes along with that feeling of being stressed so using that you can even use that in combination with the calm mum breathing technique so um, you don't have to it's just another way of having all of these things in your toolbox working together now, because when we're feeling stressed about our kids' behaviour, the first thing that usually sets us off is the thinking pattern about it. So perhaps we're getting stressed because we're running late or we've already told our kids to do something or it's seemingly the millionth time they're fighting over something this morning um, or what, whatever's going on. The first thing that we can start to think, uh, we start to, you know, we think negative thoughts about their behaviour. Now, this um, webinar isn't about the kids' behaviour, so I want to just talk about the way we think about ourselves. So if our thoughts um, are one of the precursors to our behaviour, uh, then if we want to be a calm mum, then we need to think calm thoughts. So this is where things like affirmations, which are personalised positive statements that we repeat over and over again, either in our mind um, or out loud, can be really good to help orientate ourselves to act consciously and act like the type of mum that we want to be so it could be simply going like uh, responding to our children before we go up to them and you go okay 
I can remain calm or I am a calm mum or I can do this. Just something really simple that can just make you feel that little bit better. Relax yourself down. Um, you can include that with the calm mum breathing technique. You could do all three of these all at once, you know. Tense yourself while you inhale for two and relax yourself for exhale of four and then on the exhalation breath you go, I am a calm mum. And then you put all three of these relaxation techniques together and that would be super helpful. Um, you, of course, don't have to do that. But um, it's all just demonstrating to you how everything all works together. Um, so you might seem silly, feel silly um, saying affirmations over and over again. Um, but the more you think them, the more you will actually believe them. So if I got you to say, I am a calm mum once a day, it probably wouldn't make any difference. You'd just go, oh, okay, yeah, I'll say it once and that's it. But if I got you to say it a thousand times a day, you probably would actually start to um, believe it. So if you want to stop yelling at your children, you need to start believing and saying to yourself that you can. And I know that you can and starting to um, change your thoughts to be more positive about your behaviour and your abilities as a mum is a really good way to start. So on this next slide, I've got a quote by the wonderful author Paulo Coelho. And if you haven't heard of him, I'll have a Google. It's wonderful. His book, The Alchemist, is one of my favourite books ever. And um, I'd recommend everyone read it. But anyway, this quote is um, one that he said and it says it's a good idea always to do something relaxing prior to, make, prior to making an important decision in your life. Now I think responding to our children's behaviour and teaching them something or helping them through a situation are pretty important decisions don't you? So if we want those important decisions to uh, you know go the best way they can relaxing before it so that we respond calmly and the way that we want to and our message gets heard is pretty important which is why these relaxation techniques are one of the crucial things um, that you must be doing in order to be the calm mum that you want to be. But relaxation techniques are also only one part of stress management. Was another sip of tea. Um, the second thing I wanted to talk to you about today is here is meditation. Now, when I talk about meditation to mums, a lot of them might go, oh, I don't have time to meditate. And yes, if you're thinking that you have to meditate for um, half an hour or an hour a day or more, no, you might not have time. But you can use mini meditations throughout the day and they um, work because even just a couple of minutes repeated multiple times throughout the day adds up to quite a lot and it really does help you manage the background stress. So this is all the things that you're worried about, you're thinking about tension in your family, with friends, in lifestyle, with the to-do list that's ever growing, things you're worried about. Meditation helps you manage all of this, whereas relaxation techniques are in the moment. So the two of them go hand in hand. So the mini meditation technique that I like to teach 
is called five senses. And I like to use the five senses because it means that a mum doesn't have to be away from her children. She doesn't even have to not be supervising her children. So there is no excuse for you to be able, not be able to do this. And we use the five senses because it's really easy to orientate ourselves to it. So the five senses are, of course, what you can see, what you can hear, what you can feel, what you can taste, and what you can smell. So in the meditation, what you need to do, and I encourage and teach you to do, is to spend 30 seconds just paying attention to each of the senses. So five times 30 is two and a half minutes. So I know that you can take two and a half minutes out of your day. You can take two and a half minutes to flick through Facebook or Instagram or maybe on Snapchat or whatever you're doing on your phone, you can spend two and a half minutes of just doing a meditation. So you just stand there and you just look around, what can you see, what can you hear, what you, can you feel, what can you taste or what you can smell. And as you can see, because it's the senses, you don't actually have to remove yourself from the situation. So you can do it when the kids are playing in front of you, when you're at the park, you're out at the shopping centre and they're in the play centre there. It doesn't matter where you are, you can do it. And it will just help you with all of that stress level. The other thing that you could do is actually just to spend more time being mindful. And a lot of the time when we're stressed and we're busy mums, our mind is constantly ticking over things in our head. And it's constantly processing what's happening, what's coming up next, what we have to do later in the day, in the week, in the month, in the year arguments that we're having or and we're replaying them over in our head or all these things that are going on take us out of the present moment and when we're in our head we're starting to get into that fight or flight stress response so what we want to be doing is we want to be in the moment and so that's using a practice called mindfulness and mindfulness is simply just being mindful and being aware of what you're doing and I encourage you to just do it with whatever you're doing. So you don't have to sit there and go, okay, I'm going to do a mindfulness practice. You could do it when you're washing the dishes. So you could actually, instead of thinking about what you have to do later on in the day, just go, okay, I'm just going to pay attention. This plate is, you know, and as you're washing the dishes, you're just rubbing it, you're just really feeling, you're really experiencing it. You're feeling the soap on your hands and the smell of the washing up liquid and paying attention to what's on the dishes and all this stuff and you're really being present and um, conscious of that moment and then just ignoring all that stuff that's going on in your head and you can be mindful like this all day now it was, it's not impossible it's pretty hard for you to be mindful all the time but the more you do it and the more you practice it the more you will find um, it easier to do and mum say to me, but I need to be thinking about things constantly because I need to be working out how the day goes. Like, well, you could easily spend 15 minutes of just having worry time or planning time and you just sit down, you put the clock on, you know, put your timer or stopwatch on your uh, smartphone and you go, okay, I've got 15 minutes to think and plan and worry and then at the end of it you go no that's it okay we're done now 15 minutes might not be enough you might need to do a half an hour but if you do that and you actually concentrate all your energies on that problem solving and thinking time 
Now I actually get more done. Whereas on the other time you go, no, I don't want to be thinking about that now. I'll think about it later. Um, and I'm being present and mindful in the moment, even if it's doing something boring like washing the dishes, the laundry, or even cleaning the bathroom. We can be mindful all the time. Now, if you do want to do a bit more of a formal um, meditation practice, the best way to do it is you don't need any fancy equipment. You don't even need music on your phone. You don't need anything. All you need to do is to sit. And that's all it is. Meditation is just a practice of connecting to the self and connecting to universal energy or God or the goddess or whatever you believe in. And it's just about being present. So if you do want to start with a formal practice, I recommend just starting with five minutes a day and building it up. So add a minute every couple of days. And again, just use the timer on your smartphone so that you're not thinking, oh, is it five minutes already? Is it five minutes already? And then not being present. And when you do have that meditation practice and you do notice a thought coming to your mind, don't be critical of thinking. It takes a lifetime to stop thinking and through meditation. And so what you just want to do is go, okay, I acknowledge that thought. Thank you for coming. And it's now time to go away. And you can blow it away or pretend that it's getting into a balloon and released into the sky and being popped or any visualization you want to do. And then just reorientate yourself back onto a breath. Now, meditation is just that. It is a practice. Um, and so the first time you start, it might be really hard and you might feel you don't get anything out of it. But if you do it every single day, I absolutely promise you it will make such a difference to all this background stress and will really help you on your journey to being a calm mum. Now, the third part of stress management for um parents that I recommend every parent and every family do is organizing what's called a parenting plan. Now parenting plans are not just for separated or divorced um, parents. They are for everybody. And what they do is that they are a strategic guide for your behavior in the moment. They support you because then you think, okay, I know what I need to be doing in this moment to respond to my child's behavior, whether it's them not listening to me, whether it's fighting, you know, the kids are fighting together or um, they're back chatting or slamming doors or having tantrums. I've already thought about this previously and I know how I'm going to respond. Um, so it guides your response. So it then takes you out of the stress because you're not thinking, oh, what am I supposed to do to deal with that? Now, the thing about parenting plans is that they need to be worked out at a time when it's not stressed. So thinking about what you're going to be doing when your kid is, you know, fighting or yelling and screaming in front of you, it's not going to work because you're not going to be able to think clearly. So this is where having a family meeting or having that time in the evening just to sit down and think about what's going on and everything is really good. You go, okay, this is the problem that we are facing at the moment. How do I want to handle it? What different techniques can we use to make the changes that we want to make? And the beautiful thing about doing it this way is that if you can sit down with your partner or your husband or someone you're maybe co-parenting with, if you have a good relationship that way, you create this plan um, and everything. Then you talk to your children because children from about the age of 
or even three can, but definitely from four and five upwards, can be really involved in this situation. You can have a family meeting and you can sit down and you can think, okay, this is the problem we're facing. You know, we're concerned, you know, you're talking about yourself as parents, blah, 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 blah. Um, this is what we want to be doing to improve the situations. You ask your child, you ask for their input, you say, how would you suggest to help the situation? And then you all come together with this plan. And this plan means that as a family, you're going to be working um, cooperatively and cohesively towards the same goal. And that makes everything so much easier. And honestly, as a single mum with my three kids, I would not survive without my parenting plans and without my family meetings because things would not get done unless the four of us, you know, and even my toddler is now getting involved with them, um, were on the same page. So I recommend every single family have one. The good thing about doing them as well is because if you do have a two-parent household is that it helps with consistency because if one parent is saying one thing, and the other parent is saying another, those mixed messages for children actually, you know, don't help improve behaviour and they don't help support anything either. Um, so things take longer and then everybody's, you know, you said this and she said this and everyone's, you know, gets stressed because of it. So having that plan helps with that consistency. And if you do set up um, a parenting plan after this, um, then you do also need to review it regularly. So you probably don't need to go over it every single week at a family meeting, maybe a fortnight or every month. It just depends on how things are going in the home. Um, if your child goes on to the next developmental stage or something major happens, then yes, that's when you review them. But it's not something that is ever done once and set in stone because as our children grow, things um, need to change and the way that we need to respond to, let's say, a toddler versus a preteen versus a almost adult teenager are three very different developmental stages. What works for a toddler isn't going to work for a teenager and vice versa. So um, reviewing parenting plans is really important. Now, Yelling, we all know, it's not very nice for each other, you know, for the child or the parent. You know, there are lots of consequences to it. Children feel awful. They feel bad about themselves. They think their mum and dad or um, doesn't like them or hates them or so angry at them. Even if you are angry, you always love them. But they don't hear that. They don't experience that when you are yelling at them. Now, the thing about all of this is that positive parenting and calm parenting is not about being perfect. There is no such thing as the perfect parent. You will slip up even after using, uh, watching this webinar and using the relaxation and meditation techniques. There will be days that your kids will push you to the limit and beyond and you yell or you say something that you regret. And then afterwards, you feel awful. And I know it because, you know, those statements that I read earlier on the slide from my clients, all of them had that self, negative self um, behind it, you know, that they were fear that they're losing the parenting gear, you know, ruining the relationship with their child, constantly screaming, all that negativity. 
And all that negativity um, disrupts our mental health, uh, can predispose us to postnatal depression if you're in that first year after birth or parenting depression from 12 months onwards. Or um, and just general anxiety, just feeling bad about ourselves, decreases our emotional well-being, decreases our quality of life. Often we don't um, respond to our children, to our friends, to our family in the same way because we're not feeling good about ourselves. So our overall quality of life will decrease as well. So while we can do all these strategies to help us remain calm, we can't be a perfect parent. I say aim for 85, maybe 90% of the time and give yourself leeway for having those bad days. But being a calm mum means that on those days that you do have a bad day is that you have a plan to manage them so that you don't internalize it and start to feel shame and say that you're a bad mum. You're never a bad mum. You're a great mum, assuming you're not uh, physically, emotionally, verbally, sexually abusing your child. Um, you have the best interest of your child at heart, even in those moments that you yell. So you might just be a stressed out mum who's acted in a way that she didn't want to. So um, being able to manage how you feel about those situations is really crucial. And that's this next bit in the webinar is how to deal with that. So I'm going to have another sip of my cup of tea and then we're going to talk about what you do afterwards when you have yelled. Okay, so afterwards, how do we cope with it? We apologise. As parents, because we can't control our child's behaviour, what we want to do is we want to influence and empower them to act a specific way. Now, telling them to do something is really good. It's a really good way of teaching and educating. What's an even better way is role modelling behaviour. So that is not saying do as I say and not as I do, but instead here, follow my lead. Now when our child has a problem with another child or they get into an argument with their friends, we want them to be able to apologise. We want them to feel um, empathy, we might perhaps want them to say sorry. But how will they know what that is unless we've even demonstrated it to them? So that's why when we do yell at our children and we have those bad days, is that we apologise for it and we go, Mummy's really sorry she yelled. I was feeling really stressed. I shouldn't have done that. Um, and let's spend some time together having a play because what we want to do is we want to repair that connection, that relationship we have with our child and um, spend some time with them. You know, we can't ever take back what we say, but we can make up for it by being there with a child. So that's the apology. And actually, Mina, don't just do it, of course, because you feel like you should do it. And it's really important that when we apologise, we take personal responsibility for our behaviour. So that's not saying, mummy's really sorry she yelled, but if you had just put your shoes on like I asked you, I wouldn't have had to because it's not taking any personal responsibility. All it's doing is blaming our child. It's like saying our child going, oh, I'm sorry I hit you, but if you hadn't snatched that toy off, I wouldn't have had to. We wouldn't be very happy if they said that and blame someone else. So we shouldn't do the same either. 
and it can be really hard to get that because we want to be teaching our child that they shouldn't have done xyz but we need to separate the yelling from the discipline so what we do is we calm ourselves down we reconnect we apologize we spend some time with our child and only after all that's been healed then we might talk about um, the behavior and sometimes that might happen later in the day sometimes it's straight away sometimes it's in a family meeting if it's you know like an ongoing pattern of sibling rivalry for example so the two things are very separate so that's why we don't use that word but so it's all about being that really wonderful role model and we know that children who have a great role model are more likely to exhibit that behavior so it is well worth apologizing and talking to our children when we do muck up and have those really bad days so what can we do about the guilt that we end up feeling so if you have yelled at your child and even if you do apologize to them and you make up for it in the moment let's say they're in bed now and you're sitting there and you're thinking I might have made up with my child but oh I feel like a horrible mum I feel like I've yelled all day and you're feeling really negative about yourself all that mummy guilt kicks in now, guilt is a useless emotion because, you know, while it's great for values, it, you know, it gives us, you know, that moral compass um, of working out where we fit. When you ruminate on it, which is what most people do, it's not just feeling guilt in the moment and just end up constantly going over it in your head. It, again, affects your mental health, your emotional well-being, your overall quality of life. You feel crappy about yourself, you're going to act crappy towards yourself and towards other people. So we need to manage the feelings of guilt. And we'll have to do that through a practice of self-forgiveness and self-love. Every single one of us deserve to be forgiven for the bad days that we have as mums because we will never be perfect parents. And we also need to love ourselves just for the woman that we are and for the type of mum that we are. And I know that if you're listening to this recording, you are an absolutely awesome mum because you have gone, oh, there is some sort of behaviour about me that I'm not happy with and I want to change it and I'm going to seek out some help to do it. So um, you should just be, you know, so honoured and so proud of yourself um, that you are here. And so whether um, so whatever happens, you should be always forgiving yourself and loving yourself, even if you do have those bad days, which we all do. Now, what are, the one way I manage guilt, because we all fall into guilt, is through the Hawaiian practice of Ho'oponopono. And it is a Hawaiian prayer. And it says, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. And I love you. Now, repeating that in any one given moment is great. And, you know, after the moment when you've yelled at your child and perhaps you've apologised to them, you know, you can apologise to yourself. I like to actually use this in more of a structured practice and I use it every single night. So um, I'm in my bathroom, I've brushed my teeth, I've washed my face and I look myself in the eyes in the mirror in my bathroom and I'm really looking at my eyes and I say to myself, Heather, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you and I love you. 
and really mean it. So it's not just, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you really flippantly, but actually meaning it as if you were saying it to your child or to your best friend um, or to your partner or husband, you know, really be in that moment and forgive yourself. And it is just an absolutely such powerful thing, especially if you can do it before bed. Now, you can repeat it once. You could repeat it 10 times. You could just say to yourself in the mirror, I forgive you, or maybe simply just say, I love you. And I find the combination of these four statements is just so beautiful. And it really brings in that self-forgiveness, that self-love. It helps calm you before bed um, and then you don't go to bed feeling like a bad mum because that's just going to disrupt your sleep and then you're not going to get that quality rested sleep that we all know mums need desperately. Now, parenting is chaos. It is chaos from the moment we get up in the morning till the moment we go to bed. And I like to think of it in numbers. I love numbers. And if you think about the fact that every day has 24 hours in it. So if you are looking after yourself, you've got the 24-hour care of yourself. Then add a couple of children in. You Let's say you've got two. You've got, you're looking after the 24-hour needs of your two children, so that's 48 plus your own, so that's 72 hours of care and things that you need to fit into 24. It doesn't take a genius to know that 72 is greater than 24, so actually trying to fit 72 hours of things into 24 is almost impossible. So really... Committing to being a calm parent and a gentle parent is understanding that you can't do everything. You cannot be everywhere. You cannot look after everybody's needs 24 hours a day. You have to look after everybody's. So you have to do bits and pieces for one child here and one child there and yourself here. You cannot be not included in that equation. So it is all about just trying to find a balance, trying to be calm, you know, that 85, 90% of the time, having the plan, using the relaxation techniques in the moment, using the meditation techniques to manage all the background stress and um, you know it all does come together so what about the kids now as i mentioned at the beginning this webinar has been about mum this has just been one part of the equation that parent child um, equation and the thing is is that each family dynamic is unique and there are so many different positive parenting techniques out there that can help you respond to tantrums or sibling rivalry and back chatting and whinging and whining and messiness and all that stuff that frustrates us as mums and there's no one size fits all because our children are unique and we are all unique on our journey as well. So because change starts with you, you know, Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. And I like to flip that a bit and say, be the change you want to see in your family. 
making these changes within yourself has that positive flow on effect to your relationship with your children and to your child and when your relationship with your child improves and is more connected then your child will respond to you better so whether it's your directions about parenting and your teaching and everything or just the fact that they might improve their behavior because they're having more time with you because they're not being yelled at and you're prioritizing time with them. so just working on the behavior first doesn't um, look at the importance of how you are in the relationship so this webinar is not having anything about the kids other than what I might have alluded to and I will do future webinars um, about some of the positive parenting techniques and you are um, always invited to send me a message um, or hit me up on email and we can talk out what's going on. And that's why I do all my one-on-one -on -one coaching because it's totally tailored to you, your relationship with your kid and your family as a whole. Now, if you would like some further help with any of this or you would like to ask me a question from anything that has come up this morning, I run Blissed Out Mum. So you can find me online. I have my website. You can find me on Facebook. Um, I'm on Instagram as well. Just search for Blissed Out Mums. I run a variety of different coaching programs. I do the one-on-one -on -one coaching, which is either via the telephone or via Skype, sometimes through Zoom meeting rooms as well so it doesn't matter where you are in the world or in this beautiful Australian country um, we will be able to chat um, and I do do some evening sessions as well for those mums who work or need to wait till their partners or husbands come home um, in order to look after the kids so we can have that focus time if you are in the Sydney metro area I do also do three hour long blocks in home visits and there are lots of the behavior management strategies because sometimes it's really good to have someone with you while your kids going through something to help you rather than just telling you something and teaching you something in the background that you then have to implement so all of the information about all those different coaching options is available on my website along with that is my blog my um, variety of different free downloads of meditations of hypnosis of um, there's a three-day self-care program for busy mums which is absolutely a must and teaches you really simple easy ways that you can look after yourself every day because we know we cannot parent from an empty cup so we must look after ourselves in order to look after our kids um, and their free ebooks and everything is there on my website and all my contact details and like I said sometimes Facebook Messenger is the easiest way to get in contact with me because the notifications come up almost instantly um, I do try and get to my email once a day but if it is urgent then Facebook is the best way to get into it um, this information has all been taken from my Calm Mum program and the information on that is on my website. So it's blissedoutmums.com.au forward slash calm dash mum dash program. Um, and you can go in and check that out. It's an online six module self-study um, program um, that takes you through this and more of um, different techniques as well. And there is some talk about stuff you can do with your kids. 
My email is there on the screen. It's heather at blisteroutmums.com.au. And again, find me on social media, Facebook and Instagram. Just search Blissed Out Mums. And I've really enjoyed running this webinar for you this morning. I hope for those of you who are watching the recording, you've got lots out of it. Remember that you can um, email me or jump me, find me on Facebook and um, ask me any questions of anything that has come up so i wish you all a happy and calm parenting journey i know you can do it the techniques i've taught you this morning do work um, and if you just start with one the first and the most important thing is that you actually start uh, listening to all this information is great but if you don't do anything with it then it's probably been some wasted time for you and i don't want that I want you to get the most out of it. So please um, use some of the techniques I've done, I've talked about this morning, and you will experience the difference that it has for you, for your kids and your family as a whole. Okay, I'm going to sign off for this morning. I hope you all have a beautiful day. I look forward to speaking to some of you and um, remember, come and join me on social media. There'll be lots okay, of Okay, there we go. That has was only just the started end of so the webinar. Thank you for joining me in this special so episode. Thank you for joining me this now, morning. If thank you for joining me on this journey. Court, like I, I said in the webinar and soon. at the beginning of this episode, please Bye. don't hesitate to get in contact with me. Now, it would be wonderful uh, if you could leave a review for this podcast on iTunes. It, you know, I'd love to hear your feedback um, and it really helps get this message out and help the podcast be promoted through iTunes so that I can reach lots of mums and lots of families and of course, lots of children. So um, if you haven't already, come over and join me on Facebook and pop over to my website, check out all the goodies that are over there and you can get in contact with me whenever you need to. And I shall say farewell for this morning until our next episode. Happy parenting and I'll speak to you all soon. Bye for now.